give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. So turn to your neighbor and say, shift gears. Maybe I need to make this a message about shifting gears today, but I want to talk a little bit about um, the words of our mouth. We've got to begin to talk a little bit about that and uh, re review real quick. We know that pay, which is the, the 17th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, we know that it means the decade of the mouth. And that means, you know, not that the, the last 10 years your mouth wasn't important. Your mouth is important. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. You're, you're important. What you say, what you speak, come on, matters. I mean, you know, have you ever heard the saying when you were a little kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. What a bunch of baloney that is. Amen. I, oh, see, you thought I was going to say something different, but I didn't. So... See, my mom and, and dad, you, my mom would say that. You know what I mean? Sticks and stones may break my bones. Well, I was the youngest of five, and how many of you know the older ones made fun of me, just like you've been made fun of? There's probably nobody that hasn't ever been made fun of, but we rise above that. Amen? But words have power. Everybody say words have power. So words have power, and that's the same way with the spoken word of God. Okay? I want to give you Hebrews 4.12. And we look at the power of the word. It says, for the word of God is alive and active. That's the word of God in which we take in our hearts. We hear today. We release upon your lives today. The word of God is alive and active. That's where the name Living Word Fellowship came from. Living Word came from this scripture right here. It's alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart how many of you know sometimes your mind can be at enmity with god right and and if your mind is at enmity with god we want our hearts to line up with god so I want your heart to be able to line up with with god today and that's the the, the word that's alive everybody say the word is alive it's amazing how the word helps transform us uh, Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing who is in Christ or in Christ. How many of you see that word has right here? Let's look at the next slide real quick. Has. Everybody say has. When you look at that word has, you've got to realize and understand that word has means past tense. It's a verb transit, which is actually a past tense. In other words, it's not going to be. It already is, and it has. Can I get an amen? amen? He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So today I want to take a few moments, and I want to uh, weave into something into your spirit because we've been talking about the words of our mouth. We've been talking about decreeing some things or declaring some things. And I want us to look at I want us to look at a couple of different examples, but I want us to pull out of the Word of God and look at the difference between a declaration and a decree. A declaration and a decree. So let's take a few minutes and let's just kind of just go on a little journey this morning with me because I want to look at the words. So I'm going to break a couple of things down. The word declaration, and we're going to take declaration versus decree. The word declaration and what that really means and where that's come from. Or the word declare. Everybody say declare. declare. We'll look at some scriptures here in just a minute. I want to give you the Hebrew breakdown of this word. This word declare in the Hebrew is actually akva. And it means to make known and set forth details and information. 
It means to make known and to set forth details and information. How many of you know that it's actually a financial term? It means there's to be an accounting of, an accounting to, to, to declare. Let me, give you, let me give you a natural example of what that means. Has any, do I have anybody that's traveled internationally? Anybody? If you've, okay, if you're good, I love the hands. That's good. You've traveled internationally. When you traveled internationally and you were on the plane and you were getting ready, they're saying, you know, we're going to, we're, 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 we're due into the United States. We're going to, you're going to say you're going into New York City and, um, and you're getting ready to land. The, the stewardess or steward will come on the, over the air and go, we are going to pass out to you a form which is called a declaration. Everybody say declaration. It's a declaration. You know what I mean? It's a declaration. When you travel internationally and you get something from a foreign country, they want you to declare what that is that you got. If it's money, if it's currency, they do it a lot with fruits or vegetables or nuts or some of those different things. In other words, if you're bringing something in, you have to declare that. You have to give them an account of what you're bringing in. I don't like it sometimes when I have to tell them. It's really none of their business. But, you know, if you've bought something at, a, at, at somewhere else and you're bringing it in the United States, they want to know. Those are items that you have bought that are traveling with you. All right? Do you get it? That they're items that you bought, they're traveling with you. You've got to declare that. When you declare that, you've got to say, I already have this, okay? already have these 10 pounds of macadamia nuts that I brought back from Hawaii. Can I get an amen? So you've got to declare that you have that. So making a declaration, listen, into the spiritual realm. When you make a declaration into the spiritual realm, we are declaring what we already possess. This is a declaration. We are declaring what we already possess. If you, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you confess with your mouth, all right, and you believe in your heart that Jesus died and was raised on the third day and Jesus is your Lord. We can declare those things. Anybody, if you declare or you say Jesus is Lord, okay, so those of you that are born again today, you would say Jesus is Lord. Say that. So you're declaring that. That already is. He's your Lord. Are you with me? How many of you are saved? Can I get an amen? Can, can you say, I'm saved? See, I'm saved. You declare that you're saved. You know why? Because you already possess salvation. Are you with me? So I'm declaring. I am declaring something that already is when I declare that. And I, what about God's presence? I can feel God's presence in this room. And you're like, hmm? I didn't feel it. Where's it at? You know, you know what? God's presence is here. Why? Because God dwells on the inside of each and every one of us. And when you come in, you bring in God's presence. Oh, come on, somebody. So we can declare salvation. We can declare righteousness. How many of you know that there's been times where I've asked you to declare, I am the righteousness of God? Say that with me. I am the righteousness of God. Let's say it again. I am the righteousness of God. See, that's something you already possess. I am righteous not based on what I've done or what I could do. I'm only righteous based on what Jesus Christ has done for me. 
Come, somebody needs to give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise this morning. So do you, do you understand the, 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 the difference with when you declare, when you declare some things, when you make a declaration? And when we're declaring it into the, into the spiritual realm, we're declaring what we already possess. Sometimes you know what you just got to believe what you know. You have knowledge, but then you have revelation that you can do all things. We'll get into decreeing here in just a minute, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when you begin to look at, when we start to declare some things, we declare the truth that already is. We declare promises that we already have. Can I get an amen? We are simply confirming them. Let me give you a couple scriptures. Um, Psalms 118.17 says, And I shall not die but live and do what? Declare the works of the Lord. So, so those are something that you already have. I have life and I can declare the works of the Lord. Are you with me? I have life here on earth, but I also have life in eternity in heaven. Are you all understanding about the declaring? You're, you're, you're declaring those things that you, that you already are. When you declare God's presence, when you declare salvation, when you declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, when you declare that I am the righteousness of God, those are declarations that you're making. When you declare, oh, somebody needs to declare that I am forgiven. You know, I, I am forgiven. You, you are forgiven. You are, you are forgiven. And, I, I, and, and, and I, my sins are forgiven. Can you declare that? My sins are forgiven. Listen, Jesus has forgiven your sins. Hello? He, he's, he's forgiven your sins, and we declare that. How about Job 13, 17? Here's another one that says, Listen carefully to my speech and to my declaration with your ear. This was God speaking to Job. And because a lot of times we may not realize some things, but we've got to begin to declare those things. But that's, that's when you look at declaring, I want to clarify that. When we talk about declaration or declaring something, it's something you already have. Okay? You'll say, what's the difference between a decree and a declaration? A declaration is something you already have. Now let's take a look at the word decree. Everybody say decree. decree. This decree is a Hebrew word. And it's, it's gazah. It's a Hebrew word or gazar. And it's his, the Hebrew word which actually means this. Listen, this is, this is really interesting. Because when we think about decreeing some things, we think about it may mean certain things, but the word in the Hebrew literally means this. It means to divide. When you decree, you divide. It also means to cut in two looks a little different than what you probably thought it meant. Hey, if you would you do me a favor? Would you get your phone, look up the Webster's Dictionary online, and look up the word decree for me? It means to divide. It means to cut in two. It means to cut off. Are you with me? When we look at this thing, we realize it also means to separate or to exclude. Now, remember, this decree is different than a declaration. You understand what the declaration is. Now, when you begin to decree something, these are principles in the word of God. And when you begin to start decreeing something, you speak and you institute and establish the reign of the kingdom of heaven and you cut off the reign of the kingdom of dark. 
When you begin to start to decree, you establish, you, you, you establish or you bring to play, into play the kingdom of heaven, and it cuts off the kingdom of dark. Did you get that for me? Yeah. Decree, like um, Merriam-Webster says, decree is an, is an official order used by a legal authority. This is the noun. There's a noun and a verb. Is this, can you look up Merriam-Webster's? That's Wikipedia. I like Merriam-Webster's. I, I don't use Wikipedia. That's, use Merriam-Webster's if you can get it. That, 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 that will help you a whole lot better. Thank you. Thank you, honey. In order, here it is. Definition of decree. An order usually having the force of law. This is a noun. It means a religious ordinance enacted by a council of a titular head. It means the foreordaining of will. Number three, a judicial decision of a Roman emperor. You remember when the king would make a what? A decree. So not only would he be making a decree to bring forth a legal entity, but it's also with a decree in the, in the, in the Hebrew, it's cutting off those other things. So look at the verb. Decree in the verb, it says to command or enjoin by as if by decree. To determine or order judicially. If you decree something, how many of you know the courts in heaven go to work? Oh, come on, somebody. The ultimate judge of the universe goes to work. So when we decree, we speak and institute and establish the reign of the kingdom of heaven, and we cut off forever the reign of the kingdom of darkness. Let's look at Psalms 122.1. I'll, I'll give you a scripture before that. Uh, I don't have it up there, but that's okay. Um, I'm kind of off my notes now. Um, uh, Psalms 112.1. If we look at Psalms 112.1, we realize that I think it says that, um, that blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So when you decree that you are blessed, you are pulling out of the spiritual realm, are you with me? Into the natural realm, the blessings of the Lord, and you cut off those things from the kingdom of dark that tries to prohibit you from being blessed. Oh, come on, somebody. How important is your mouth? How important is decreeing something? When we begin to look at that, it's, a, it's about decreeing that. So when you say, I'm blessed, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It establishes that blessing, like the definition that we were talking about, where it divides itself or ourselves away from those things that try to come against your blessing. And a lot of times we just don't say it enough. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm, how are you today? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of a difficult day today. I'm having problems. It's just really bad to be alive. I mean, then guess what you're doing? You're decreeing something that the enemy is going to take. Are you with me? And, and then, then when you do that, he's going to cut off the kingdom of God stuff and bring the kingdom of dark stuff. Are you with me? But as we decree and we decree the word of God, we're going to get into that. We decree those things. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Come on, say, I'm blessed. I want, I want you to, you know, how are you today? I'm blessed, thank you. 
I'm blessed, thank you. I'm blessed. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm decreeing into the atmosphere so the kingdom of God can go to work. Are you with me? And it will cut off those things that are trying to come against your blessing, even if you don't feel like you're blessed. Can I get an amen? amen. So where do we get this scripture from? A lot of times it's Job 22 I think it's 28. Let's put up. Do we have that one, Job 22, 28? If not, then it says this. Decree a thing, and it will be established for you, and light will shine on your way. If you decree a thing, it will be established for you. Now, look. See where the darkness is being cut off in that scripture? It says, then light will shine on your way. If I decree a thing, it will be established for me, and the darkness will be cut off of what I'm decreeing. I know, it's hard to wrap your brain around and say, okay, so how important are your words? How important is your mouth? How important do you speak life? Then you, the scriptures it says, "Life and death is in the power of the, of in the power of the tongue." Why? Because it's important you speak life. It's important you look at a situation, even though you don't know. We we heard it today through worship and through the prophetic word and Mario coming up and reading the scripture in Romans eight twenty eight that says he's working everything out for your good. It may not look like it right now. But I'm here to decree to you the word of the living God that you are going to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You are blessed coming in and blessed going out. Even though I don't feel blessed sometimes, doesn't mean that I'm not blessed. Can I get an amen? So Elizabeth Nixon, she writes in her book about the power of decrees. These are really good. I wanted to put them up for you. Let's take a look at those. Uh, let's go back. Back to two more slides. There we go. One more. One. There we go. One more. Are you all the way? Oh, there we go. Decrees are a vehicle through which truths in the spiritual realm become tangible realities in the natural realm. Think about that a moment. Decrees are the vehicle. Anybody get in a vehicle, drive to church today? Anybody take a horse and buggy? All right. That, that is the vehicle. Decrees are the vehicle in which truths in the spiritual realm become what? Tangible results in the natural realm. See, decrees work like faith works. Faith, faith is, it says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith will bring hope and faith will bring it from the spiritual realm or the heavenly realm into the natural realm. Are you with me? How do we bring stuff from the heavenly realm into the natural realm? And are we even supposed to bring stuff from the spiritual realm or heavenly realm into the natural realm? Absolutely. I'll show you some scriptures here in just a minute. So decrees are the vehicle through which the truths of the spiritual realm become tangible realities in the natural realm. Elizabeth Nixon writes, a decree carries the same level of authority as an order issued by court. All I know is I've had some stuff 
in court. And man, it's hard to undo that stuff. Are you with me? Or, you know, if it's in your favor, that's a good thing. Are you with me? So when we look at that, the other thing she says about decrees are this. Decrees are a tool by which our circumstances come into alignment. Here we go. And agreement with the word of God and with his purpose and purpose for your life. Think about that one again. Decrees are a tool by which our circumstances come into alignment and agreement with the word of God and with his will and purpose for your life. Now remember, declaration is something you already have. A decree, when you begin to decree, when you decree it, it's a tool. It's a, it's a tool in your toolbox. The spirit of God goes to work when we begin to decree some things. See, the biblical context and the tradition, oh, is, is the purpose of decreeing is about God's truth. Everybody say truth. It's about his truth over our lives so the manifest presence of God can begin to come in and impact the earth. God wants to impact the earth with heaven. We got three of us got it. Here's what I want you to understand. You want God to impact the earth with heaven. We do. Why do you think Jesus, if, if I can show you a scripture that says this is what Jesus said, y'all would agree with it? Jesus' final authority on that? Well, in Matthew chapter 6, when he took the disciples and he said, pray this way. You remember what he said? We know it as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, thy will be where? Jesus himself was teaching the disciples to pray, have heaven impact earth. Have heaven impact earth. Your will be done, God. How? As it is in heaven on the earth. I mean, the unseen God lives in the unseen man, in the scene, on the scene. Okay, y'all remember that one? It's the unseen to the unseen, in the scene, on the scene. The unseen God lives in your unseen spirit, in your seen physical body, on the seen physical earth, because he wants to impact earth with the heaven realities and decrees are a way of doing that. Hallelujah. Okay, are y'all getting this? All right, some of you are getting it. I, some of you made this afternoon, I'm believing that all of a sudden you're going to get the revelation and it's going to happen. So he says, your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. We have the liberty and the power and, listen, I want to say the authority to command the natural circumstances to be overtaken by heavenly circumstances. <laughs> I love it that my circumstances can bow down to the pressure of heaven. Come on, somebody. I want they can, that circumstances can be broken because heaven wants to invade the earth and have his way. Come on. Don't we want what's in heaven, man? I don't know about you, but I want that. I need peace. How about you? I got to have wisdom. How about you? I got to have those different things that are in the heavenly realm to be brought into this realm. And a lot of times it's going to happen through decree. Everybody say decree. So the biblical tradition, and we talk a little bit about that, the decrees are one and the same very purposes of God. They're one and the same, the, the very purposes of God. I want the purposes of God in my life. 
We must only use, listen, decrees based on God's word. Don't decree something that isn't the truth. I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. That's not the truth. I can't, I can't receive any healing. By his stripes, you are so we've got to begin to look at that and we've got to say, wait a minute, God, you've got to, you make a way when there, there is no way. Scriptures are a great safety measure. When you know the scriptures, then you hold on to the scripture. Stay within the parameters of the scripture. Come on, somebody. They guarantee us that, that his will and purposes will be over our life. Here's what I want to tell you. Let me give you a few things about decrees. What decrees are not? Those of you that are taking some notes. What decrees are not? Decrees are not, make sure you're hearing me today, they are not magical words or phrases. This is not rub the genie and don't mix the word of God with other stuff that's not the word of God. Hello? They're not magical words. They're not magical phrases. Decreeing is not about those things. Decreeing is also not a get rich scheme. It's not a get-rich scheme. I remember years ago, it kind of got sideways, and it was like, what they call it? Name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. You know why? Because that lines up for you. We want it to line up with the Word of God. Come on, somebody. God wants you to have the desires of your heart, and as you begin to decree those things, you've got to realize it's not a get-rich scheme. Don't think, well, I'm going to get rich because I'm going to start decreeing the word of God. You start decreeing the word of God, and I'm telling you what, remember what decree means? He'll cut off those bad things, those minds, those thoughts, those ideas, those things. He'll cut off those, and they'll walk into what the kingdom of God has for you. And how many of you know the kingdom of God has peace? Oh, come on, somebody. The kingdom of God has righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The kingdom of God has riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So it's not magical words. It's not magical phrases. It's not a get-rich scheme. Another thing that decrees are not, they're not words of wishful thinking. This is not, this is more than just positive affirmations. You got a lot of self-help books out there, and you got a lot of humanistic books out there that say, well, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, and the power inside of you begins to be released. Well, listen, if you're not a believer, you don't have the power of God inside of you, and you can only go so far, but I got the power of God inside of me, and when I begin to start decreeing some things, it touches my spirit and releases the power of God. It's not by my power. It's not by my might. Come on, somebody, that when I begin to... A decree and, and some things that all of a sudden the power of God goes into place. So it's not just humanistic movement. It's not some internal untapped human potential. What it is is the power of the living God on the inside of you that you are beginning to tap into. With decrees, I am not the power source. God is the power source and the manifestation of God's power source. It is all God. Say all God. So when things happen in my life, I give him the glory and the praise for it because it's him. Let me give you a couple things what decrees are and I'll finish up this morning. Decrees are the tool by which you bring your circumstances and alignment and agreement with the word of God. We need to line some things up. 
we need to align this year our mouth up with the word of God we need to align his will and his purposes up in our life we need a Holy Ghost adjustment Woo! I need Jesus as my chiropractor are you with me I need to be able to utilize the decrees to be able to do that so not only the tools by which we bring our circumstances into alignment and agreement with the word of God but we align with his purposes his will for our life when we decree it's not changing thing anything but ourselves you guys can pass that out they're going to pass you out something that I want to give to you and I want to challenge you when we decree it's not changing anything but ourselves are you with me we are simply moving ourselves into alignment with the purposes and the promises of God. Do you want to be aligned with the purposes and the promises of God? Well, first of all, we got to know what those purposes and promises are. We're going to talk about that beginning the new year. We're going to talk a lot about your purpose and, and, and your plan and what God's plan is for your life and, and how they're different from other people. But as when you begin to look at that, you've got to realize that you want to be aligned with God's purposes and his promises. We talk about the scripture that his promises are what? Yes and amen. It's got to be about God. Say it's got to be about God. When we decree God's word, we are in agreement with God. In other words, when you decree God's word, you put a voice to the word. Oh, come on, somebody. The Bible says you got to speak forth. When God saw darkness, what did he say? He said, let there be light. He created that way. He said, light be, boom, and light was. We put a voice to it. We agree with it. Listen, we speak it, we activate it, and he performs it. What? We, we, we agree with it. I love Pastor Sean. First time I met him, that was his scripture. It was that you got to believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. We got to believe. We got to believe this. We got to believe. We got to. I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God will change situations. I've seen the word of God change situations. I don't know about you, but it changed my heart. We speak it. We got to speak it forth. We activate it. And when we activate it, who have you got to make it come true, Debbie? Have you got to work it out? No, because he will. We'll give you the last scripture. I think Jeremiah 1.12. It says, God is watching over his word to perform it. I decree it. I believe it. I speak it. Come on, somebody. I activate it. And then God does it. It's up to him to watch the word of God and perform that. So we agree with it, speak it, activate it, and he performs it. So I'm going to give you the degree challenge. The decree challenge. You can take this home and you can not do nothing. You can say that's a bunch of bunk. But there's some people here that have been doing this. And I've watched their lives be changed. You know why? Because the word of God is active. It's alive and active. Isn't that what we just heard? Hebrews 4.12. It's alive and active. It'll divide some things. It'll divide your thoughts on certain things. It'll divide, and some of it, some of it's gonna gonna shake you a little bit. Well, that's good because I like it to do that. Here's the challenge: that you'll, if you'll start with a few decrees, I, I, we passed out those. Do you have any more? Can I, can I borrow your decree sheet here, Mother? Thank you. 
if I was sitting where you're sitting and you passed me this out, I'd look at it and go, holy smokes, that's a bunch of stuff. I'd take, I probably wouldn't do anything with it. Why? You know why? Because there's too many. Let's simplify this. Take a look at a couple of things in there and just begin to start decreeing that. So about halfway down on the, on the, on the first under provision decree, it says, I have unlimited access to all things in this heart and his kingdom. All the gold, all the silver, all the earth, and all its fullness. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We already read that scripture, didn't we? I am blessed whether coming in or going out. I am highly favored. I am surrounded by God's powerful, undeserved favor like a shield. He fills me, surrounds me, crowns me, increases always in my life. Doors of financial favor, abundance, and increase are open for me. I open my heart and receive financial miracles. In God, I am given the power to create wealth. I call things into being as though they are not yet seen. My bank accounts are full. Come on. My bills are paid. My debts are canceled. My taxes and obligations are paid in full and on time. I choose to be faithful and generous with what I receive. I return back to God through my community and sphere of influence. The first and the best of all that I receive, I give generously. Therefore, I what? I receive generously. If you'll just, if you'll read over this whole thing, the Holy Spirit will highlight to you what it is that you need right now. And you begin to start speaking that out. I challenged the guys Wednesday night. I gave them just three different verses or three scriptures. Well, three different phrases, three different sentences is what I'm trying to say for them just to speak. And it's really scripture. Because when we decree, then what? Then the kingdom of God goes into movement. I want the kingdom of God moving. How about you? Say this in the name of Jesus. I decree today that I love you, Lord. Won't you stand to your feet? Shelly wants to share a testimony, and I want I want you to take these decrees, and I want you to start. When you speak the word of God, God looks over his word to perform it. There's also another aspect, and I'll share with that with you in the upcoming weeks ahead, is that his angels are assigned to perform it for God. In other words, God speaks it and the angels